Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Ben Merkel with Take-Two Healthcare. It's great to be with you this first weekend of the new year, January 1st. I am Dr. Merkel, doctor of chiropractic, board certified in clinical nutrition, and it truly is an honor to be with you this very first day of the year. So how do you want to make this new year different from last year? How would you like to be different in some way than you were the year before? Maybe you want to lose a little bit of weight or just be healthier. Well, actually, that's what we do at our clinic at Take-Two Healthcare. We help you be healthier. And you know that there's virtually isn't anything that you can't improve your health on. There, there are ways that you can be healthier. No matter what disease or condition you have, even cancer, liver, kidney disease, there are things you can do to be healthier. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there are dramatic improvements in health with simple inexpensive, easy changes. That's true. And I've talked to you about them over the years. I am Dr. Merkel. I've been here in the Miami Valley for almost 40 years now. And right behind this marvelous WHIO microphone for going on uh, 30 years. And you've heard cases that I've talked about over the years, many years, of people with very serious conditions. And once we tested them properly, like we do at our clinic, our name of our clinic is Take Two Healthcare, and our motto is take two weeks or two months to try a safe natural option. And so that's what we recommend people do is to try, uh, is to get tested, because sometimes even serious autoimmune disease, liver, kidney disease, uh, end-stage diseases, even genetic diseases sometimes have, sometimes really do, can go into remission. And you'll know generally within two weeks, but generally not more than two months. And we might just have the solution to your problem that could alter your life, truly alter your life. If we could put a your MS into remission, your rheumatoid arthritis, your Crohn's, your ulcerative colitis, your psoriasis, maybe even your cancer. And get your kidneys and your liver functioning better. Yeah, maybe even your pancreas. And I've talked about cases like that uh, so many times. But I want to tell you some of the things I do to try and and improve my health. Or at least to maintain my health. You know, it it was uh, Christmas just passed. And yes, we get all kinds of gifts. We hate to throw them away, you know. And so so I I get gifts that that I like. And I got a big box of chocolate. uh, for Christmas. Oh, okay. Honestly, I bought it myself. All right. And it's really good. Really good. A whole box of chocolate. Dark chocolate. Oh, my favorite. But I know how I am. Unfortunately, this, this type of chocolate I have doesn't come in little like one or two pieces. It comes in a large box. Well, a fairly large box. So I bought one. It had like, I don't know, 12 or 15 pieces in it. And I ate two or three then ate four, and I thought, oh my gosh, if I keep this in the house anywhere, I'm going to eat the whole darn thing within just just uh, <laughs> maybe a few hours or maybe a couple of days. So I, before, I've actually thrown it in the trash. Yes, I, I hate to admit it, but there have been times I have dumpster dived to get that good chalk that I knew was in there that I accidentally wrapped really good to make sure it wouldn't be damaged in, in the trash. And uh, But now I realize I've got to put it in the... Um, uh, in the garbage disposal and get rid of it properly because if not, it's going to be calling to me. And so, yes, I do put a fair amount of chocolate and it's not that I don't ever eat it. It's just, I know myself and if it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. And so I've got to actually dispose of it in a disposal so I don't go dumpster diving and get it again. 
And maybe you're that way too. And, and you've got to do something. It's, it's not bad to eat a little bit once in a while. It's bad when you eat it all the time. I was watching last night on TV uh, a weight loss commercial, and and the lady in the in a in the commercial said, "If I sit down with a bag of chips, I'm going I'm going to uh, uh, finish them." She said she's going to destroy that bag of chips in one evening, a big bag of chips. Well, and there's one thing you can do is just not have it there, or what I, I do have some quote healthy in quotation marks, chips that I like to eat, like, that I like to eat, but I know how I am. Now, on those, I don't throw them down to garbage. For, for chips and things like that, I know after, after I have a few, and, and not a lot, but a few, I've had enough, and I actually get up and put them back in the pantry. And once I put them back in the pantry, you can't go back and get them again, and I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge uh, chip person or, or a popcorn person. But I, I don't mind having a few, but then after that, I've had enough and I put it back. So you got to find out what's, what works best for you. I'm not saying having chips or chocolate or those things is bad. It's just having it too much and too often. Too much and too often. Most of the time, people are overweight. Um, well, people are overweight. Obviously, they're eating more than what they're burning. And so many times we start exercising to justify eating more. And I've seen that on TV. Come on, oh yeah, I, I I like I exercise so I can drink this beer, I can eat like this. But the problem is, you're not going to exercise every day. There's days where you're going to have a bad day or a sore knee or or something or a cold, and you're not going to exercise that day. But you're probably going to eat like you have been eating, and that's where you've got to learn to the the key to losing weight is not exercising more; it's eating less. The key to truly losing weight is not exercise, it's eating less. You've got to cut your portion size down. And, that, and truly, eat on a, you know, they, they say, eat a, get a smaller plate rather than a giant dinner plate, get a smaller one. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I could eat like three chicken legs and thighs all at one sitting. I could have two or three big burgers because I was an athlete. But now I realize... I, I can eat a burger, but I better throw the bun away and just eat the burger. And not two or three, just one. I'm not talking fast food burgers. They're ones that I'll make myself, something like that, or I get at a good, good restaurant. And same with, with uh, portion size. I've got to eat less. And one thing that I've been doing is most of the meals, they are so large that I can split them in half and take them home and have it the next day. So you don't have to, and I grew up on a farm where it was finish your plate. You can take whatever you want. You can take as much as you want, but you've got to finish whatever you eat. And so we'd have to sit at the table when we were kids until we'd eaten everything. And that's been ingrained in my head that you've got to finish your plate. You've got to eat everything. When I'm at a restaurant, eat everything. I'm realizing, you know, that is not a good way to be. That is not a good way to be. And instead of throwing it away, I often bring it home. Now I'm eating healthy things, you know, grilled chicken or, you know, steak or something like that with, uh, with rice, uh, maybe potatoes, but always vegetables. And that's how I think I've done pretty good, um, this last year, uh, in the last few years, maintaining my weight because I'm trying to reduce portion sizes. If you think you're going to, you cannot out exercise overeating, you cannot out-exercise overeating. 
And what? And okay, I, I, as I was coming into the show, uh, radio uh, station day, do the show. And by the way, this is recorded. I'm doing this a couple of days before uh, Saturday, the uh, January 1st. So uh, bear with me that I'm, I wish I could take your calls on some of these things we're going to be covering here in just a few minutes. But I saw a fella out walking his dog. This is a big guy. He was, you know, probably 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight or more walking a teeny tiny little dog that had, you know, tiny little legs. Like the legs looked like they were only four or five inches long. He was a very small dog. Um, and I'm thinking, does this guy think that walking his dog is exercise for him? No, if you think that your pet is going to uh, be a source of exercise, you've got to get a pet that likes to get out and walk and walk fast. If you're a big guy or if you're anybody, don't think that a small, teeny, tiny dog is exercise. You've got to get out and get a dog that can walk a mile or two or three. That's what you've got to do. You've got to get something that's going to get you out and do it every day. And if you got a dog and you're walking a mile a couple times a day, that is the thing you need to do. But not just that. You've got to cut down your portions. Yeah, you got to cut down your portions. Hey, I am Dr. Merkel. I have a clinic, Take-Two Healthcare. It's in Royal Swiss Village. That's uh, north of Whip Road. Just, uh, just about a quarter mile. In Royal Swiss, Royal Swiss Village, it's on 48, like I said, 48 uh, Centerville, just north of Whip Road. I've had my clinic there for about 40 years, and we have two other awesome doctors there, Dr. Andrew Dyer, who's board certified in acupuncture and clinical nutrition, and Dr. Uh, Natalie Yaley, who is board certified, who is certified in thermography, which is a safe, painless, and let me emphasize, painless breast scan. It's not a mammogram. It is thermography, which can detect, can predict your tendency toward getting breast cancer 10 to 15 years, studies show, 10 to 15 years before you actually get it because there's vascular and other changes that occur that you will see with thermography that you won't see with the mammogram. Mammogram tells you you have cancer. Thermography tells me, along with blood tests and things, that you are headed toward it. So which is better to do? Wait till you have cancer or Avoid the predictive factors or reduce those factors that will predict that you are headed toward cancer. Obviously, it's always better to avoid cancer. And these these tests, the mammogram does not avoid cancer. All it is is early detection. Same with so many other tests for cancer medically done. They, they, they are early detectors. They don't prevent it. Well, with what we do in our clinic, there are many factors that predispose a person toward cancer. But then also toward a lowered immune system, toward other virtually everything else, the status, the status of your immune system is critical. And here's another point. The condition of your body is more important than the name of the disease. The condition of your body is more important than the name of the disease. We all get hung up, oh, that's the name of the disease. Well, the name is less relevant than the state of your body because symptoms don't always correlate with the cause and I've, and I've talked about cases before. And just for the break, I'm going to briefly go. A fellow had high cholesterol, high blood pressure, upset stomach. He was early diabetic. And he was on drugs for all those. And some depression, ED, that kind of thing. Pretty typical 60-year-old guy, right? When we tested him, we found he had extreme high levels of copper. High levels of iron, which is called hemochromatosis in some people when it's more advanced. Hemochromatosis. He had extreme low vitamin D. And he had high levels of lead and mercury. 
Now, who would have thought that this guy with all those very common problems was caused because he needed a water filter to, to reduce his copper, lead, and mercury exposure. He needed to donate a pint of blood every few months. And he needed vitamin D, $40. And that was how simple and easy his solution was. That was it. Those, those simple things. And yet he's being treated for, di- for uh, early diabetes, uh, blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, and a couple other things. And he would have been on drugs the rest of his life. And the drugs were not addressing the cause of the problem, were they? Was not addressing the cause of the problem. All the drugs do is treat symptoms. But once we did the test, it's like, boom, how easy is this? And he, was off all, and he was off all his drugs in just a few days because he no longer needed them. And that's all point. Our goal is to get you where you no longer need the drugs. Say, so you're listening to Dr. Merkel at Take Two Healthcare. We're going, to be, we're going to be right back after these messages. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Merkel. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year. This is Dr. Van Merkel at Take-Two Healthcare every Saturday, 11 to noon. And we're here to help you with your health problems. Our uh, number is, office number is 937-433-3241. Our website is Take-Two Healthcare. Take-Two Healthcare. And our goal, our mission is to help you be healthier. And we have experience with so many conditions and so many problems. Go to our website and look at the cases that we've got. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Dyer has one I'm still amazed at. In-stage omentum cancer. One of the worst cases of cancer I have ever seen. And I've seen a lot. And I've seen some in-stage cancers, too. But this is amazing that this fella, that this, not fella, this lady, well, had ascites so bad that they were draining one to two liters of fluid off her belly several times, several times a week because she had masses in her liver and her pancreas and her heart. And she truly had days to live. And that turned around. I'm not saying she's cured of cancer, but the, the cancer markers were extremely high and they dropped dramatically in just a few weeks, truly dramatically in just a few weeks. And she's still alive two years, two years now and going strong. Phenomenal. In fact, within uh, Andrew Dyer, Dr. Dyer, he's got this case on the website. And within just two weeks, I think they no longer need to drain fluid off the abdomen because the liver and the whole body was healthier now. And just that, that is miraculous. Oh my God, that is absolutely incredible. I was relaying that story at a, at a medical conference uh, late last year. And there, there's a, a lady, the nurse who worked in oncology center and said, what'd you do? What did you do for that patient? I said, well, we tested her to know exactly what she needed. Well, what vitamins did you give her? I said, and I had to tell her that's irrelevant because the most important thing is why did we give her what we gave her and, and what did her body need? We just didn't, don't, we just don't throw vitamins at you. I hope it works. You know, I, I've actually seen, I, I consult with doctors consult with me from all, from all over the country, plus a few other countries around the world. And I've seen some people where they are on like 50 different vitamins. I mean, how stupid is that? You know, you got some doctor doesn't know what they're doing. They just throw in all kinds of crap at the patient, hoping something works, that something helps. Well, we're not, we're not doing that. We test you so we know what you need 
And then because we know what, what we're doing, we test you and then we can, we know what to expect. We got your labs down. We got, we got a, a, a baseline to know where you are, what conditions you have, how bad they are. Then we're going to provide a, a solution. We hope it's a total solution, but a solution to try and get your body healthier. As your body is healthier, then we can see the effect of what we're recommending in your lab work. As well as how you feel. I mean, if you're not getting fluid fluid in your belly and it's going down, well, that's an obvious uh, outward sign. But maybe there's signs inside we see that you're improving too. And that's what we do. We test you. So we're not guessing. We're just not throwing things out there. And quite honestly, probably 95% of all doctors and people doing nutrition, all they're doing is throwing crap at, crap at you, hoping something, hoping something works. Well, we test you. And that's why we get good, consistent results. Even I'm amazed at the results we get, but it's because we're testing to know what you need. We come back from the break, we're going to be talking about that dreaded COVID and what we can do about it and what's happening in the world. Yes, you're going to hear this next part. There's some amazing things. And what are our Congress people doing if they get COVID? And, and do they have to get the vaccine? What about, uh, well, you're going to hear it. You're going to, you're going to hear it. After this next break, I'm Dr. Merkel. We'll be right back after these messages. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Good New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Dr. Van Merkel with Take-Two Healthcare. It's great to be with you this first weekend of 2022. Hopefully you're ready and you got a good plan coming up. And hopefully we'll have better things going on with the COVID than we did last year. That's for sure. Yeah, there's been some pretty bad stuff. And uh, let's see, I'm looking at an article here uh, on December 26th. I'm just going to get some things out there. You probably never have heard, never heard of, or maybe have not heard of. Uh, but there is a New York Times editor who is 49 years a, years of age dies one day after the Moderna booster shot. One day after the after the Moderna booster shot. Wow. Wow, pretty scary, isn't it? And who would want to sign up for that or or even uh, risk something like that? You know, we had more vaccines last year than ever in history. We've never had been vaccinated so much as we were last year. Never so much. But we, <laughs> but, but did it help? We had more deaths last year than ever. We had more deaths from COVID than ever before. We had more hospitalizations than ever before, and even in spite of of a significant, one of the highest vaccinated countries in the world, getting vaccinated, didn't reduce the COVID deaths, even though they say it did. Why are they double? Why are they so high compared to the year before? And why do we have more hospitalizations than before? Maybe the COVID shots aren't working like they're supposed to. In fact, maybe they are part of the problem. Now, I'm going to get to there what I mean by that. But uh, could the COVID shots be part of the vaccine? Now, there's something a little else scary coming on about mandating vaccines, and there's some uh, scary things, but you, maybe some of you people close to my age remember a guy called Henry Kessinger. Henry Kessinger. And um, Dr. Kessinger, way back in the 1990s, here's what he said about vaccines. Once the herd accepts mandatory forcible vaccination, 
it's game over. They will accept anything, forcible blood or organ donations, for the greater good, of course. We can genetically modify children and sterilize them for the greater good. Control sheep minds and you control the herd. Vaccine makers stand to make billions, and many of you in this room today are investors. It's a big win-win. We thin out the herd, and herd pays, and the herd pays us for providing extermination services. And uh, that is Dr. Henry Kissinger. How how uh, you know profound is that? And that reminds me of a researcher quoted on MedPage as saying that the that well basically a little review. There's been coronavirus, COVID vaccines since 2005, I think. There's been many, but none of them ever made it to market. Why not? Because too many laboratory animals died during the trials, during the actual laboratory trials. And this researcher says, and I think the 2014, or was it 2017, uh, COVID virus, he said the spike proteins that are in every vaccine, uh, there are receptor sites on the ovaries, uterus, and testes. The highest percentage in, in humans is the testes, ovaries, and uterus. And he said that the vaccine, that that vaccine provided and uh, or caused, and I quote, profound, profound, effective infertility. And that's why it never made the market. But he also goes on to say that is what's going to happen with the 2019 vaccine. It's going to cause profound infertility. He said, will we ever learn? See, this is the first vaccine that's on the mass that's never been tested in laboratory animals. We are the laboratory animals. And they want to vaccinate young children. When will you know if your 5-year-old, 6-year-old, 15-year-old is infertile? When will you know? You vaccinate young children, you have no idea if it causes infertility. Now I know some people say, well, at least they're alive because the, vac- because the vaccine, because the virus could have killed them. The possibility of a child dying from, from vaccine, excuse me, from COVID, even the Omicron, is virtually zero. Read the studies. Read, read the journals, what other people are saying. In Europe, they're, they're backing down on vaccinating children because if they, the kids get the disease, it's rare Okay, okay. I did, I, I did see a study. Let's see if I got that down here. Um, about the children who got vaccinated. Let me see if I can find that article here. Uh, Omicron fear. Uh, let me see if I can find that. It had a really good um, review of uh, how prevalent the vaccine was and how it's, how it's kill, killing. Okay, here we are. Um, we are potentially sacrificing our children for fear of maybe dying or getting sick of a virus, a virus with a 99.9% survival rate in children. Our children are not even at risk for this. As of now, we have more children that's died from the COVID vaccine than the COVID itself. We've had more children die, and that's my comment, and, and it's true. We've had more children die from the vaccine than COVID itself. And the CDC, we've had, as far as we know, only we've had reported 18,000 deaths and a million permanently disabled. And the CDC admits only 1 to 10% of reactions are even being reported. And we know that the hospitals are not reporting anything. And that's a quote. 
It's not just where I, it's a nurse who's saying this. I have many nurse friends in our local hospitals who say the same thing, that the hospitals aren't reporting it. And so there are so many um, uh, things that are happening out there, and we need to know, we need to know about it. Um, the CDC, oh, the CDC significantly, significantly downgrades the estimate of Omicron prevalence in the United States. And, and uh, so CDC downgrades the estimate of Omicron prevalence. That's, that's good. And the vaccine mandate for domestic flights is not being considered. Hallelujah, says CDC Director Fauci. Wow, that, that is pretty amazing because, well, they've been pushing it for so long. Um, okay, let's see. CDC guidance under fire. Daily cases hit an all-time high. Now, this is MedPage, December 29th. Well, that's today. Health experts were surprised by the recent CDC's decision to shorten the recommended isolation and quarantine periods from 10 days down to five. Okay. Now, if this were such a crisis, why did they decrease it? The U.S. set a single-day record of new COVID-19 infections at 441,000-plus new cases on Tuesday of uh, this week. Now, this is in spite of massive, massive vaccination double vaccinations and and boosters, massive vaccination, and yet we're hitting all-time high. What's the matter? And uh, let's see. Note, if the vaccine were working at all, this is my comment, wouldn't there be some decrease in cases, like half of what it was last year? No, it's way ahead of that. And uh, let's see. Pediatric COVID hospitalizations jumped. Oh, this is this is what really gets people. This is what I was looking for. Pediatric COVID hospitalizations jumped by 52%. 52% in the past four weeks, according to an NBC News analysis. And um, with children in Florida, New, Illinois, New, New Jersey, New York, and Ohio contributing most to the uptick. In the last four weeks, the average number of children hospitalized, hospitalized with COVID-19 jumped 52%. 52%. Now, you got to put it into reality, okay? What does that mean? In the whole United States, in the whole United States, there was a low of 1,270 children hospitalized due to, and I'm going to put in quotes, COVID. And then a month later, it was up to not 1,200, but 1,900. So what, about 700 more cases in the entire United States? Millions and millions of children, we have 700 more cases. 700 more cases. Now, it's already been established and it's been reported that every one of these children who are hospitalized are already very sick. They already have pre-existing addiction. They got autoimmune disease. They have cancer. They're diabetic. There's always an underlying condition to these children becoming hospitalized. Remember what we said about comorbidities? You have to be sick. You really have to be sick. Really, really have to be sick to become hospitalized and die from COVID. 99% of the people recover without vaccine, without drugs, without remdesivir, without ivermectin, without anything. 99% recover. 99.9% 99.9% recover. So, you know, how, the, the key is don't be really sick. Do you know the average age of death from COVID is older than the average age of death? 
Yeah, only the really old and really sick are dying from COVID. My 90-year-old mother got COVID, and she's recovering. She she is in a nursing home now. She's in a hospital. She got, she got very weak, but we refused remdesivir, and we declined ivermectin, and we absolutely refused having her intubated. And she's recovering. In fact, over Christmas, she went. Uh, she's able to go home. Not able to go home, but go to my sister's place was just a few miles from the nursing home. And we had a little family gathering there. Yes, we had a family gathering and nobody wore a mask. How terrible was that? Nobody wore a mask. No, and, and there were probably, I don't know, 12, 15 people there. And we weren't, we weren't worried a bit. My mom's strong and uh, we're not worried a bit. But here's an interesting thing. Do you know that there's, uh, I, I read, and if I could find it here, I could find it here. Um, over 200 well, first of all, no one is dying from Omicron. There's been like one death reported from Omicron. So if you are if you hear somebody dying from Omicron, that is extremely, extremely rare. And that person was obviously very, very sick to begin with. But you know that our politicians in in Washington, D.C., and I, I got I got so much material here that um, I can't always find uh, when I'm trying, you know, find it here when I'm trying to get it. But anyway, there are like 200 politicians are politicians, Washington politicians, that have gotten COVID and they got ivermectin? Now, do you know, and if you've heard, you, you do know if you've heard, if you've been listening, that our politicians are exempt from the vaccine. What? They're pushing on us. They tell we have to do it. We can't go to restaurants. We can't go to ball games. We can't travel. And yet they're exempt from it. Now, how could this be such a deadly, deadly virus, deadly condition if they've exempted themselves from the vaccine? And how do they get to go where you need a vaccine passport? Hmm? And when I was in New York, I couldn't eat at some restaurants because I didn't have a vaccine passport. I wonder if they don't, I wonder if they can't eat at those restaurants too, or do they have special privileges that we don't? So our politicians have exempted themselves, and why in the White House has exempted himself from the vaccine, from the vaccine, and when they go to the hospital, they're not getting remdesivir and these other drugs. They're getting ivermectin. Hmm, pretty interesting. They want us to do one thing, but they're doing something else. So, what is it that they know that we don't know, or aren't they relaying to us? Yeah. Yeah, and I know people that are um, uh, our governors and things like that are trying to get National Guard in to uh, to help our hospitals. Where hospitals, it's not that they're extremely overflowing; it's that the people don't want to get the vaccine. The incidence of heart disease, of getting uh, um, inflammation of the heart, damage to heart, is like two hundred times higher if you're under the age of twenty five. And male especially. And, and did you, maybe you missed this last week, there is an 80% miscarriage rate if women are vaccinated for the coronavirus within the first 20 weeks of pregnancy. 80% miscarriage. 80% miscarriage. Now, are these women then going to have fertility problems later down the road? Are they going to be able to get pregnant again? We don't know. Are they going to be able to sustain a pregnancy down the road? We don't know. Because there has been no studies. This vaccine is emergency use, which means no study. We are the guinea pigs. 
You're listening to Dr. Merkel with Take-Two Healthcare. We'll be right back after these messages. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Van Merkel with Take-Two Healthcare. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope you've got plans and a vision for what you, this next year is going to be like. And hopefully you are preparing yourself to have your best year ever. Hopefully your best, your best year in the last two years at least. Wow. And when somebody tells you to get jabbed, that you're, that you're not doing good and you're, and you're hurting people if you're not jabbed, well, guess what? The jab's not working. If it were... If it were, why do we have more deaths this year than last year? Why are we having more hospitalizations than ever before? It's because the vaccine's not working. Okay, and, and I got this. This is the meme. Telling, they're telling the unjabbed to take the jab because the jab works. But they're telling the jabbed to get a booster because the jab doesn't work. While telling everyone that the unjabbed are putting the jabbed in danger by not getting a jab that didn't protect the jab. If the jab worked, why do, why do people need to wear masks? Why are they so frightened out of their mind? Because the jab's not working. But you know what does work? Your own immune system. I must be the fastest person around because in, in the last two years, I haven't gotten covid I haven't gotten COVID. I, and I don't know many people I haven't gotten it. But I feel great. But I take vitamins. You know what I take? Now, first of all, I eat pretty good. And I am uh, six foot one. And I am um, I just hit 200 pounds the first time in my life. And uh, so I, I, I don't like that I'm over 200 pounds. But, so I need to lose about three or four pounds. Okay, not a big deal. But I eat right. Rarely, rarely, rarely do I ever eat fried foods. No French fries, maybe one. One French fry, that that's about it. No fried foods, no fried chicken. I eat healthy things, salads, lots of vegetables, things like that. And for vitamins, now right now during this winter season, and I'm around people that had, have COVID, I'm, I'm around a lot of people that's got COVID. So I'm taking 10,000 international units of vitamin D a day. 10,000 a day, okay, no big deal. I'm taking vitamin C, about 2,000, 3,000 milligrams a day. That's not a lot. You could take more than that. Zinc lozenges, I take about three or four of those a day. I take a product, excuse me, uh, that we have at our office called RM10. It's a mushroom extract that boosts the immune system. You can get these at our, at our office. If I were to really start feeling bad, I'd, I would take um, uh, NAC and a product called N-acetylcysteine has been shown to reduce the inflammatory process from the COVID. And so I would, I would take that in a product called D, D as in dog, hist as in histamine. It reduces the inflammatory response, D-hist. And we have this at our office too. And there's another product called Lorisidin, which is probably one of the strongest natural antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial nutrients known. And if you're really sick, and uh, I would, I'd recommend you take oregano oil which has been shown to be phenomenal for some of the worst bacterial, um, fungal, and even viral infections, like HIV-type infection, you know, those kind of infections. Regular oil is really good for. So crank up on those. There's no harm in any of that stuff. No harm at all. Now, people that why don't why, why not ivermectin? I don't need ivermectin because I got natural things that, that work extremely well. 
And none of my patients that have followed my, my protocols, not just mine, but the ones that Dr. Dyer and Dr. Uh, Natalie Ailey use, which I developed a protocol that, that we use, no one has died. In fact, no one has gotten very sick at all. Oh, they get a little, you know, they get the, the uh, fever, like a bad cold. And that's all the Omicron is now. All it is is just a bad cold. Now, since when did we ever shut the country down for a bad cold? Yeah, pretty serious. Hey, I got to go. I apologize. I can talk about this forever, but you've been listening to Dr. Merkel with Take Two Healthcare. Hope this year is a great year for you. It'll be right back next week with another episode of Take Two Healthcare. I'm Dr. Merkel. Have a great day. Bye. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.